0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared and Bob. Uh, we are in the middle of kind of, not, we are in the middle, I suppose, but it's almost at the end of the uh, first round of the playoffs, I guess, if you want to put it that way, uh, in the PGA, and Lucas Glover just shit his pants. So uh, Patrick Cantlay has the lead, so he's probably going to win. I heard a really like crazy stat Uh, A couple minutes ago, before I jumped on, that Patrick Cantlay has won three of the last five playoff events. And if he wins today, that'll be four out of six.
1: He's the, um, he's everything Xander Shoffley isn't. Yeah. (laughs) Because Shoffly is like good enough for the tour championship, but doesn't win anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Cantlay won. He won the BMW last year. So he won two events, two playoff events the year before?
1: Yeah, 2021.
0: That, I know that's the year he won the uh he won the FedEx <clears throat> Cup.
1: Yeah, because he won the BMW and the Tour Championship, I think.
0: Okay. So he's looking for a three next week. Yes. All right. Well, that'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a really exciting guy. can't wait.
0: Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> but I, uh, so I've, I've been thinking about potentially getting this guy on the podcast, but there's a guy that I follow on Twitter. His name is Nate uh, from we, the We Know Fantasy podcast. Um, It was just started out like one of those random things like he started, he was commenting on my podcast my golf picks throughout the year. He hasn't really commented in the last like month because my picks have been absolutely fucking garbage trash.
1: Um it's the worst type of trash.
0: Yeah, I know. And he uh so him and I were just like going back and forth. We like <clears throat> each other from time to time. And he was on Cantley this week. And I liked Cantley uh in my model. And which before someone's like, oh, oh, we're, oh, we're, modeling, know, now? we're, modeling, we're modeling now. Yeah, we're
1: modeling Yeah, I
0: I have a um, subscription to BetSports Golf where you can like build your own thing. So I literally like I read a couple articles about what's important at the course, and then I just pick a couple stats and like that's the model. I don't like sit down and fucking do this. Like Spurts Golf puts it all together for me. I just pay a monthly subscription to use
1: their service but um, why male models yeah
0: <laughs> the computers are no the, the files are inside the computer um yeah so this guy nate like i said i i'm thinking about to see if we can get him on the podcast because he does uh fantasy football i think that's how his, his podcast started wow. i know the only reason i had is to hesitate is because i know you don't do fantasy um I should have yeah. got him on, but prior when he was doing golf picks. I mean, there's still two weeks left in the golf season. We could figure it out. But
1: do it like an end of the season recap or whatever. I, the only so here's my pet peeve with the fantasy football people. I don't care, and it's like, I, I like I got I don't know. I think one time it was like, oh, because you follow this person, follow these people, and I think I hit okay by accident. Yeah. So now there's like a couple of the fantasy people, and I'm like, dude, these guys. These 12 players are set to explode this year. Well, they have like – like some guy. listen. Make sure you draft
0: these seven running backs. Well, it's like (laughs) – and
1: that's the thing. Like some of these guys, they they put things in a perspective that I would never think of, which is part of why I probably always sucked at it. But I just don't – I mean, I just don't care. But then the other thing too is it's like – Listen. If you're gonna have a hundred teams, I don't give a shit about what you have to say about certain players. Most people have two teams, one team, maybe, ideally zero. But <laughs> and it's like, do, are we really gonna talk? Like, that's the thing. Is like, I don't want to talk like fucking average draft position of fucking Zay Jones.
0: Like, yeah, no, no. Maybe. Well, if anything, maybe I, I can talk to him, and maybe we can just talk like football, right? Or, Versus.
1: Or it's one of those things. Because I would imagine he
0: does does do sports betting because he bets on golf. So he's got to bet on football.
1: Yeah, or it's like, hey, man, like, preface, uh, I hate fantasy and I'm never going back. But what are fucking, you know, some of the mistakes that lead to me being in this situation and how the fuck do you avoid them? And I ain't going back, but. Right, right. You know that'd be moderately interesting, I guess. I don't
0: know. Yeah, he he also has a podcast. Like I think I said, I said that fucking, right.
1: I'm not the, talking fucking. The we know, we know fantasy
0: or we talk fantasy or whatever. Um, but yeah, he does golf betting. He does all kind. He bets on the women, the LPGA. He has picks for uh, like the DP World Tour some weeks too. Like he actually, he actually had a lot of success this year. He hit a bunch of a bunch of picks i'm saying like he probably hit at least 10 outrights this year and people on twitter give him shit because he's very public that his his unit size is five dollars um and he he just posted a um he just posted like a graph of his season he's won over two grand this year just on golf just on the pga Never mind. Like I, he's hit a couple LPGA and DP World Tours too. Um, so just on the PGA, he's won over two grand, but only betting five five dollars. So, like I said, people give him shit. We don't unit shame here. It is what it is. Um, but
1: yeah, but five dollar units on outrights is not is fair. if
0: you're if you're betting a like a fifty five to one and hitting on it, like that's.
1: Two hundred and something bucks, right there, right? Never like, mind. If someone tells me it's like that, they actually bet, say, hundred dollar units on golf outrights. I'm going to tell you they're fucking lying.
0: Yeah, that's an absolute. One can lie. do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you're and they give and they give out ten outrights a week, no way. Right.
0: Right. If your unit size is a hundred dollars, <throat> you're not betting full units on golf outrights every week it's just it's not happening um I forgot how we got to that I had a point to all of that there was a reason why I brought it up I can't oh oh so the this guy Nate um he had Patrick Cantlay as an outright this week he had like Tom Kim and some other people too and I remember seeing, I liked Cantlay, right, in my model. I saw it on him, and I know he's hit a bunch of outrights. And I go, I really like the Cantlay pick, but I didn't fucking pull the trigger, right? I bet on Tom Kim, and I actually live bet Lucas Glover uh, Friday night. I think he was 14 to 1. Uh, And here we are. He just shit the bet, and Patrick Cantlay comes in, and I don't have a Cantlay ticket. I instead (laughs) bet, like... I think it was Matt Fitzpatrick, Tom Kim, and someone else.
1: It well, uh, I there. believe I believe they're tied. And holy swamp ass, fucking Lucas Glover! Holy shit! Yeah. So okay, so here's another thing. I already know the answer to this question, but why the fuck can we not move the fucking St. Jude to a different time of year?
0: Yeah. Now, why do you need to play in Memphis in the middle of August when it's quite literally 110 degrees?
1: I get it. FedEx is headquartered there. FedEx is the biggest sponsor. It's the FedEx Cup playoffs. I get it. It is absolutely moronic. Is it Jackson, Mississippi? No, it's not. They don't play in Jackson. Memphis, Memphis um Memphis Tennessee they are not even in Mississippi yeah. I, I'm fucking that up with a different event which is also a million degrees <laughs> Memphis Tennessee why the fuck are we in Memphis Tennessee the first week of August yeah it's a billion degrees why yeah play the it fucking make Fedex play the Fedex St Jude just make it a designated event play it in fucking like May any other time. Yeah. Maybe like a time when it doesn't typically rain a lot in Memphis. Yeah. Like, this is stupid.
0: Yeah, it's kind of tough, right? Because they changed the whole schedule, right? Like, they want to be Well, done. never mind.
1: Yeah, and then never mind. Now, New York, Boston doesn't get shit. So. Right. right. Fucking Olympics. Olympic golf fucked everything up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's next year, right? We already back to Olympic. Fuck me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well only three years in between this time. Because they pushed 2020 to God, 2021.
1: I just don't care. Because of that
0: wicked deadly virus.
1: I don't care about the fucking Olympics. Yeah. The Olympics is pretty fucking lame. Didn't we
0: talk about that on the podcast at live, one point? Because
1: I'm fucking, I'm sick of the fucking Olympics.
0: That like the Olympics really aren't that cool.
1: No, wow, wow. Look, someone's gonna run really fast and throw that thing really far. Like I just don't yeah. care. <laughs> it's never any fucking different. I don't know. Yeah, it's bad, but yeah, it's not great. That's I think I'm sure. just. I, and I, I think I think the worst part is. uh Things that I've become a cynical prick about is preseason football. Don't care. I do yeah, not literally do not give care. a shit. I and will not like, watch
0: one second of preseason football. And
1: here we go already, like especially with New England. Ooh, Mac looks really, really good. Didn't play. Sick. Yeah. Pop Douglas, watch out for him. Didn't record a catch. And people are like, well, it's only the first preseason game. It's like, then he should be able to make a catch against a bunch of bums. Right. Well, he Boom. only played two snaps. So, oh, See, see, this is my thing is like, I'm supposed to get fucking hyped up because the beat writers need to fucking report on something because that's their job. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like a fucking I'm a fucking dickhead. Like, yeah, well, like a, when it comes to. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I know. But then it's like when it comes to preseason football, I'm like, I cannot care less. Get me to week one. Show me the starting roster and then show me the final fucking box score. Yeah. And I and then and then I'll determine whether or not I give a flying fuck about Pop Douglas,
0: yeah. so the I I because I pay zero attention to preseason football, um, I don't remember what the new standard operating procedure is because there's only three preseason games. So in the past, anyone that's not a football fan and if I don't know how the fuck you're not a football fan if you listen to this podcast or a fan of just sports in general, it must be fucking nails on a chalkboard for you i don't know why, you, why why you continue to listen to us they are here for like the strong sports. political
1: opinions yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's what it is um the uh the thoughtful insight on you know world fucking current events um so the preseason used to be four games right the whole shtick was the first preseason game everyone that played were was people that were going to get cut, right? Second preseason game, um, maybe a couple starters would play, right? It was like maybe a couple snaps here and there, maybe a quarter. The third preseason game was the one that everyone wanted to go to because the third preseason game was when they rolled out the starters. So both teams up front, it's their starting 11. Like uh, barring injuries, the people that started the preseason Game three were the same people that were going to start in week one, like to a T again, they probably only played the first half and the second half was, was the backups again. And then the fourth preseason game was like the starters Bombed. didn't even, they didn't even dress. So half the time, like, I remember there was a couple times, like, you know, Brady was wearing a fucking hat and t-shirt on the sideline for the fourth preseason game.
1: Yeah. Usually the third string quarterback would play the whole game. That was like, um, and then they like
0: everyone that played in the fourth game would then get cut on Monday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was like the Jacoby Jacoby Brissett had a game, Danny Etling had a game because it was always again, he always used to be against the Giants too. Yeah.
0: So now that there's one less preseason game, there's only three. I don't know if the second preseason game is the one that's like more important to people. I have no idea. I still won't watch it. And I won't want I because I didn't watch last year. I hey, won't so watch this year.
1: Here, here, here's here's the actual thing. None of it's important. No, it's not. Give me the fifty three man roster. Right. Give me the practice squad. Is it fifty five like, now? Did they go I mean, up to fifty five? I I don't know. This is another thing. The fucking NFL. Like when when or maybe they expanded the practice squad instead they definitely did that they did a lot of things
0: during that was weird and they did some things this no like this past off season like they instituted the emergency quarterback rule
1: yeah but it's like it's we but it's not just like the emergency quarterback either it's like they have to be on the roster but you can dress them and they're not the 53 but they gotta be on the 53 i'm like what the fuck man why the fuck does it, it why does it have to be so complicated and it's like they did something where you can have like two practice squad elevations per game that don't count against your 53, but carry the nine touch blue, make it true. And they can go back to the practice squad after the game. I'm like, this is so fucking confusing. If you want to expand the roster, just expand the fucking roster.
0: I think, <clears throat> the real reason why they don't is because of money so i think like if someone is technically counted as you're on the roster you make more money right and you count more money toward, it then you get into like the cap and you get the yeah, whole how about this you get the if whole you want the players
1: to play football then fucking pay them
0: yeah no that's but don't totally ask fair. them to play
1: football yeah, I completely I don't, agree I don't get you. like I do not fucking I do not fucking for one second give a flying fuck about the owners. If you want that football player to play football for your football team, then pay them as a football player. Period. Right. Not this fucking well, on the practice squad, but it's an elevation and we can do two of these before they have to be permanent. Oh my god. Oh my god, man. Yeah. It's like it's literally like trying to explain the basketball playoffs. It's like <laughs> just fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, it's all it's all ways it, to get around. And that's the thing, is like get
1: everyone's it. getting excited about the preseason. And I'm the asshole. That's like none of it matters. And I tell everyone, I go, I'm a prick. But like I go, hey, Pop Douglas he sounded good, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm excited to see him play. I go, he probably won't. And guess what? Right. He didn't. In Kayshawn Butte or whatever the fuck his last name is. Booty. Two, two catches for seven yards. It's like, these guys can't fucking get passes against bums? Yeah. And we're going to ask them to play against the starting NFL defense? Nope. It's going to be Parker, Juju. Born. Born. And then it'll be Gesicki and, and Henry. Gesicki, well, it tight ends. So you got those three. I'm missing a fourth. There's a fourth receipt. Oh, uh, Thornton. Thornton will be the fourth. Because even though oh, Thornton doesn't look good, he might get cut. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, guess what? No one's pushing him. So he's making the team. So you're probably going to get one of those guys, if not both, on the active roster. Because I don't think either of them clear waivers. And then they're not going to play. Yeah. And then people will get hurt. And they're like, oh, now it's their time. They've been ready. They've been practicing. And then the lights will be too fucking bright for them. I already know yeah. it. Like, I, it fucking writes itself. There you yeah. go. Patriots wide receiver. At fucking, I just, I just gave you the scenario. <laughs> and that's the thing is I actually think with the four of them, like the four actual, like NFL receiver, uh, three and a half NFL receivers, I actually don't hate them because the team's not good enough to fucking do the things that people think they're good enough to do. Right. So you may as well just roll them with those guys and at least they're fucking NFL players.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, six
1: the thing round picks with attitude issues or height issues,
0: <clears throat> right? The the issue not to get too deep into like X's and O's, but your three top wide receivers. They're all slot guys. I know. I know Devonte Parker is like six, four, whatever, but he's a slot guy. He's just a really tall slot. So it's everyone's like, oh, yeah, Parker and and uh, it's going to look good. and You got Juju and. Uh, Kendrick Bourne. It's like, yeah. Guess what? They all play the same position.
1: Yeah, but if you're going to force
0: Devonte Parker to play on the outside, he can play outside because he
1: can go up and get the ball. He he, like this is the thing. If you let him, he will. Right. But you had the fucking rocket surgeon fucking doing offense last year, so it's like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. So I mean, Juju is a decent wide receiver. He's not a number one,
1: right? And he's a slot guy. What does this team do with a one? This is the same conversation. So these are the conversations I've had at work. They don't do anything with a one. They don't know how to use a one. They can't use a one. They can't. They're not going to. There's no point of having a one here.
0: Well, the one thing I will say is that if anybody were going to craft a Patriots offense with a number one wide receiver, it would be Bill O'Brien. I actually think. I prefer Bill O'Brien's offense over Josh McDaniels, and now everyone's gonna be like, oh, well, basically the same thing." They're not actually, because Tom Brady, when he first popped, when that offense started actually exploding, that was a Bill O'Brien offense. Now, I'll, I will, I, I will acknowledge that it was Randy Moss was on this team at that point. And Randy Moss is arguably one of, if not the greatest wide receiver of all time, right? It, I know it's Jerry Rice, but someone can make the argument Randy Moss is in the discussion. So how much of that was the team had Randy Moss and how much of that was Bill O'Brien crafting his offense? But I think we, we've we been, we've for the last two decades, right? We've spent probably at least half right? I don't know how long Josh McDaniels, I know he had two different stints, right? With the team. He, over the last 20 years, he has to have accumulated at least 10 years, right? Probably 10 to 12 years as offensive coordinator. We know what his offense is. It's the fucking dink and dunk bullshit hit, th- hit the screen, right? So it, this is a, this is just a purely an anecdote, but I listened to the, uh, Kelsey brothers podcast when Julian Edelman was on it and Edelman told the story about how when they played Philly i think it was in uh i think it was the regular season i don't think it was the super bowl but Edelman they were Edelman tells a story it was the the play where um they swung it out wide to him and then he turned and threw a touchdown to uh Phil who the fuck who was that Who was that wide receiver? He came from the Colts.
1: Oh, Phil Dorsett.
0: Phil Dorsett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So he threw a touchdown pass to Phil Dorsett. So Edelman's telling the story about that play. And he said the night before in the hotel, they're practicing that play. And the play was Edelman was supposed to throw the ball back across the field to the running back in the flat as a screen. And Edelman's like, I'm in there, I get the ball and I look and I see Phil and I'm, and I just look and Josh pulls me aside and goes, don't you fucking do that in the game. He goes, throw the ball to the fucking screen, just throw the screen. And like that to me, in a nutshell is the Josh Daniels offense, right? He's telling his, his players, whether it's the quarterback or Julian Edelman on a, a trick play, just throw the fucking screen, just hit the screen guy. That's all it was. It was the, it was a, a barely a step above Willie Taggart, right? (laughs) The, 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 the horizontal offense. (laughs) So that was the, that was the McDaniels offense, right? I think the Bill O'Brien offense, I, I think is a little bit better, right? If you look at O'Brien, Simon, Houston, he had DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins did pretty well for himself while he was there, right? So yes, your argument, I think more than 50% of the last two decades, what is this team going to do with a number one wide receiver? The answer is nothing. They're going to, it's going to be a waste. However, I think the way the current circumstances are with Bill O'Brien, a number one wide receiver would actually be useful.
1: Yes. But then it doesn't do anything for the team because the team's not good enough.
0: Well, the offense isn't good enough. The defense is going to be very good. The defense yes. was very the defense was very good last year. It's going to be very good again this year. I think if the if they had a number one wide receiver, the offense would be slightly better. The, the <clears throat> it's going to come down to the offensive line, right? When Mac Jones w- was a rookie, he looked good right? Not great, right? Everyone around here, again, if you've been following us long enough, you know, we're not Patriots Bobos, right? We're not here being like all the other people in New England. We're like, oh, Mac Jones, his rookie year, right? everyone was like, oh, Tom who? No, Mac's the next guy. He's the guy. And then last year he falls apart and everyone's so quick to go zap, 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 Bailey Zappy. Like, And now all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, Mac looks good. Mac looks great. We still don't know we still don't know. He looked good as a rookie, right? Like if you told me his rookie year, I think we said this on the podcast, what, what is the career trajectory for Mac Jones, his rookie year? I think I probably would have told you like Kirk Cousins, like Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr, like that, that, that realm, right? Where like at his peak, he would be like the bottom of the top 10 in the league, right? That is Matt Stafford, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins but most likely live in that somewhere of like 10 to 15 range of like best quarterback in the league, which can you win a super bowl? Yeah, you can. Matt Stafford won a super bowl. So Joe Flacco won a super bowl. And these guys are recently, right. I'm not going all the way back to Trent Dilfer. Everyone's like, Oh, of course a shitty quarterback could win a super bowl. Look at Trent Dilfer. It was a different game. 2000, the NFL in 2000 was a completely different game, but like, you can't win with a shitty quarterback now can you win with a mediocre quarterback yes you can like I said the Rams proved that the Ravens proved that um the 49ers almost proved it right they can they came close but they had the worst quarterback when it came to Pat Mahomes and um and then ultimately last year they lost to uh to the Eagles in the NFC championship game because they didn't have a quarterback at all <laughs> but I think you can win with Mac Jones. I don't th- that win doesn't what? mean I think you can win a Super Bowl with Mac Jones. I don't think that you get out of this AFC. That doesn't mean that I think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm saying Mac Jones is capable of winning a quarterback is winning a Super Bowl. If you took Mac Jones and Matt Stafford and you just swapped them that same year I think you get the exact same outcome on both sides. I think the Rams still win the Super Bowl with Mac Jones as their quarterback. And the Patriots still suck dick with Matt Stafford as their quarterback. In my mind, they're equals, right? They're again, they live in that eight to fifteen range. The best they're ever gonna be is the eighth best quarterback in the NFL, which is fine, right? Like you could you could win a Super Bowl with that.
1: Again, if Mac if Mac Jones this year. Is twenty twenty one Matt Stafford? You still don't get out of the AFC. Well,
0: that's the other thing that you—that's and and that's my—that's
1: my—that's my my main point. There's Mm. nothing this team can do. No, you would have you would have had to sign probably Hopkins and Dalvin Cook. You would and
0: you would have need to get a top tier tackle that was on the market.
1: So I was I was also gonna say you need to get an offensive line that stays healthy for all twenty one games. Yeah, because the personnel could work. I actually think that. Uh, <clears throat> um, but if you go like so, you would have had to have gotten Hopkins, Cook, a healthy offensive line for twenty one games. You would have needed a top three defense. Some luck. And you need that offense to work because that's the other right. thing. Just because you sign people doesn't mean it works. Right. And even then. One, realistically, you can't do that because that's math. You yeah. you can't sign those two guys because of math. Right. And it doesn't work. And then you know what? Even with your defense for how good it was last year and how okay it was the year before, Buffalo still picked you apart. So riddle me that one. Josh Allen has your number, and you cannot, there's no stat, there's no metric, there's no nothing that proves that. He has your fucking number, you cannot beat him. So if you meet Josh Allen in the playoffs, you're not winning. And if you meet Mahomes in the playoffs, all he is is a better Josh Allen. He's the best Josh Allen, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. So never mind their coach. Right now, he's coaching circles around you. Yeah, Andy Reid. Andy Reid is is the one who's winning things. Is
0: probably right now the best head coach in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and it's the same thing as what Belichick did. It's like he's riding the hot quarterback, the quarterback that bails him out a lot because Andy Reid still sucks with the fucking clock. Yeah. But his quarterback bails him out, which is what Brady did for 20 years.
0: Uh, Truthfully, I don't know if – like right now on August 13th, 2023, I don't know if I would put Bill Belichick in the top three coaches in the NFL. He's probably in the top Mm -hmm. five, but I would probably go Andy Reid. And then it's a toss-up between – Doug Peterson and John Harbaugh for me. I think Doug Peterson, what he was able to do last year with the Jacksonville fucking Jaguars was unbelievable, right? Did he win coach of the year last year? He, if, if he didn't, he should have because that team the year before with urban Meyer, it was the exact same. Oh, that
1: was a dumpster fire.
0: It was the exact same team. And then he comes in the next year. Didn't they
1: sign? Didn't they sign all the receivers? Uh, they, they, they had a, they had a, so they had an important free agent class. I know that ETN was hurt all the year before Yep, and Trevor Lawrence wasn't a rookie anymore. So,
0: I mean, if anybody, but, but they, they signed Christian Kirk, like,
1: well, they, he was, they the, he was Kirk, the number
0: two wide receiver on Arizona.
1: They signed Kirk. They signed Zay Jones. Zay Jones signed, is a nobody. They signed, yeah, but this is their offense. Jones, Kirk, and Ingram. That's that is their offense. Right.
0: Evan Ingram is a good he's a very good receiving
1: team. And and Travis Etienne didn't play the year before. Their right. entire offense wasn't there the year before. Right. So and I think they lost DJ Chark. That's who was there previously. I think he went to Detroit. Um so the offense was completely different. But then they also had a good like Doug Peterson is a good offensive coach. If it's if Andy Reid's one, Doug Peterson's probably two. Yeah. Um and then their defense played well. I don't know if they signed a bunch of guys on defense. I'm not sure. Um if they did or didn't. I know they've had some guys that stepped up and played well. But the only thing. The only, I will say the only thing that gets a little overshadowed for as good as like, again, like Andy Reed, Andy Reed's got to be one right now. Yeah. But like what I Belichick, what Belichick is doing with the, with this defense has been pretty remarkable the last couple of years. Cause the offense has done nothing, right. absolutely and utterly nothing. So to be able to play the kind of defense they're playing, I mean, he's probably not one, two. I mean, I'd have to actually look at a list of coaches. Um, I still think he's better than Harbaugh right now because when Harbaugh doesn't have players, they don't do anything. They're just a middling fringe playoff team. Like if you like, I think Tomlin's a better coach than fucking Harbaugh.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Tomlin's up there. I might. Yeah, uh,
1: but I'd have to actually see a list of coaches. Tomlin
0: Tomlin's been coaching the Steelers, I think, for ten years, and he's never had a, lo- a losing season yeah. as a head coach. Like Bill Belichick has had three something like that with the Patriots in 20 years Mike Tomlin has coached the Steelers for like 10 or 11 years and never had
1: a a losing season
0: like that's pretty impressive you
1: know what's even more impressive it's been more like 16 years for Tomlin, I think think Bill Cowher coached in 06 and that was his last year I think Tomlin's been there since 07 oh wow
0: Yeah, let's see. Mike Tomlin. Tomlin is only their third head coach since 1969.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher.
0: Yeah, and then Mike
1: Tomlin. Uh, Let's see. He
0: started in 2007. Yeah, he became the head coach. So what is that? Is that 16 years? 16 years, probably 16 seasons. Yeah. That's
1: fucking nuts. But. Until you show that you can beat the Bills. Until you show that you can beat the fucking Dolphins. How about you figure that one out first? Yeah. Because you can't even beat the Dolphins. We're talking Bills and fucking Chiefs. Yeah. Bills, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. They should have beat the Bengals last year. We're talking Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, and you can't even beat the Dolphins. You can't even beat the Jets without a fucking punt return. And now they have a quarterback. Yeah.
0: I think the thing. I think, like you said, I think the bills are the worst matchup, right? I think the chiefs, even though Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. um, Not that long ago, we almost beat them with Brian Hoyer, at quarterback. Right. So I think, In a head-to-head matchup, I think Belichick can outwit
1: Reed. He can. He's well. He's shown how to. He's shown that he can scheme defensively against them.
0: Right. Right. But he hasn't figured out.
1: Once the levy breaks, the levy breaks.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Um. Josh Allen has outside of his rookie year and I think his sophomore year, I think his first two seasons, since the
1: hurricane game, since the yeah. hurricane game in 2021, uh, It's since been four, four straight matchups of complete and utter ass kicking. Yeah. So
0: since he figured out how to play football, cause he was not good as a rookie and he still kind of sucked in his second year. And then his third and fourth year four, last year was his fourth year. Um, mm. His third and fourth years were really fucking good. Last year was either four or five. Uh, last year was five. Five, yeah. So his first two years were not good.
1: So. I just want to bet on football games again. Yeah, same. I don't even care. The, the Patriots are going to suck. and I don't even fucking care.
0: I haven't even been paying attention to uh, golf. It looks like Lucas Glover's on 18.
1: I think he saved par on 17.
0: He might be going, uh he might be getting bonus golf.
1: Um, fleetwood did not win. He did not. Rory
0: shooting a 65 on Sunday to finish T3. Classic fucking Rory move. <laughs> yeah. That it really like, is the ultimate Rory move.
1: Yeah, it looks like Lucas Glover's on 18. Yeah. Tied? I think he's tied
0: yeah so speaking of golf um how did your uh your rounds go this week you had a since we were last on right you had uh blackstone on wednesday and then the club championship friday so
1: shot 85 at blackstone i think so i didn't make shit got into some three putts at the end but i also ran into some issues of tees being moved around obviously i don't know the course that well yeah. So I was kind of like, hit, I was kind of I mean, like, I hit some good balls and then they ended up just like in bad places, hazards, penalties, shit like that. So didn't play well enough there. 75 would have made the cut. That's kind of what I thought. It still would have taken a really good round to shoot 75. Um, And then Friday club championship qualifying. So I did qualify, got the seven seed. I shot 79. And I had to play uh, a college player, so he's at Skidmore, which is—I mean, it's Division Three. Yeah. Which, um, for college golf, it doesn't matter as much like which division you play. The only things that you know is if someone's division one, someone's division three, the division three player is probably not six foot two, six foot three, and probably doesn't swing at 120, 125. Right, right, right. So, like, that's probably the biggest difference is more sheer just power off the tee. Yeah. Because um, anyone can putt and anyone can chip. I think right now, that's probably the biggest difference in whatever. Um, it also hurts being from Massachusetts. Whatever. So he's he's like a plus one, plus one and a half handicap, something like that. Um, I lost to him five and four. He was two under through fifteen. Wow. And I was like five over, which is, I mean, that's pretty good for me being five over at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, I mixed a double in there, and I mostly lost to birdies. So there's not really much to be like, yeah, like he mostly beat me on birdie. I mean, like we traded some, we, we, I mean, we it started out with a pillow fight. Like we alternated par wins for the first four holes. And then it's like, he birdied five. He held that lead. Got it. I think he got another one on eight. Then I hit it to three feet on nine. I made that, so it was two down at the turn. He was even. I was two over at the turn, which, again, I'll take that any day. Yeah. Then he birdied 10. I doubled 11. I want to say we probably halved three, four. He birdied five to end it. I think that's probably how it went. Yeah. So qualified, but I'm out. And the only thing I have left is the U.S. Mid-Am, which I don't have a chance of getting through on that. So I'm just going to enjoy two rounds at Great Horse. Where's that at? In Springfield area. Oh, Jesus Christ. As long as it's, it's not Chicopee or Holyoke. No, so it's in Ham- Hampton. Okay, it's in, yeah. It's in Hampton. Um, so Great Horse. No, not Hampton. Hampton.
0: Hampton. Oh,
1: Hamden. Yeah, yeah. No, Hamden. there's a P. See, everyone keeps saying it's Hamden, but there's a P in there.
0: Yeah, it's Massachusetts. I better not man. be going
1: fucking crazy. No, no, no no, right. no, no, no. Because you know how many people have said to me, "It's Hamden." There's a P. Hampton. Yeah, it's silent. When the fuck did the P become fucking? I. When does anything in Massachusetts make
0: sense? Worcester looks like Worcester. It's Peabody, Plim- not Peabody. Plimpton.
1: Plimpton. No, yeah, there's no P there. It. No, there is no P there. <laughs> <laughs> Ham. It's Hamden. The P is fucking silent. That's bullshit. It is. That's absolute bullshit. <laughs> Hamden. Whatever. It's a. Ba- it's basically a fucking made up place anyway. Yeah. Spring, Springfield area. But yeah, I mean, so I was eligible to get in. Great Horses, spo- it's a newer course. It's supposed to be like this crazy thing with like um, like they have a lot of national members. So it's like cottages and condos and helicopter pads and fucking crazy Jesus. ass shit like that. Yeah. Um, But only three people get through. Oh, God. And dude, there's like there's people in this thing that are going to be every bit of plus four, plus five handicaps.
0: Is this a tournament that throughout the the process would get you to like the U.S. Open?
1: No, it would get me to the U.S. Mid-Am, which is the tournament that Parziali Ali won that got him to the Masters. Okay. So, so okay. So there is a qualifier
0: to actually like play it on some legit courses.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, so I guess... Through the transitive property, yes, you can get to the U.S. Open because if you qualify – so three people get through, and it's no ties. It's just – it's a playoff. So three people only. Yep. That goes to the event. It's in the New York area this year. So if you go to that New York event, there's probably 300 guys, top 64 make match play. Then it's matches all the way through if oh, wow. you come out on top as victor you get an exemption into the following years masters us open usam things that i will not have to worry about because yeah. i am not <laughs> nearly good enough yeah cuz cuz even, even even if cuz usually it's one of those things like oh even if you have like a one in a thousand round or a one in a hundred round it's not good enough right i i know it's not yeah, if you go out and shoot a 69. There's a dude in the field that played right, in the 2020 like, Wyndham as yeah. a professional. And he yeah. regained his amateur status and now he does this shit. Yeah. So I'm strictly signed up to play Just to the, see the
0: course. <laughs> I'm strictly
1: signed up to play the place. Now yeah. if it doesn't rain on Wednesday, I get two rounds there. Cuz that's my practice round and then the and then the tournament round. Nice. And if it's something where I do it once and I don't like that high of stake. I just won't sign up ever again. I'm not signing up yeah. next year. I already know that with the wedding. So right. Um right. unless it's an unbelievable course that's a little more local. Yeah. Then I would consider the international. Fuck that.
0: <laughs> no. Didn't that it go was, private again? Isn't I it don't private fucking
1: now? No. I've played there. It's fucking average. Um <laughs> it's in Bolton too. It's like like I I I mean I, like when I say I mean convenient I'm talking within 45 minutes like if uh if there's a qualifier in the Newton Weston Walt uh Newton Weston Wellesley area or um South Shore like actual South Shore right like but even if it was like TPC Boston I wouldn't play that I go it's gonna be way too fucking hard and it's a course I've played before like I'm good Right, So that would be the only way would be to get to a course that I that I wouldn't want to play that's a little more local. That's the only way I'll do All it right. next year. Fair enough.
0: So when uh, that's next, this week?
1: So practice around Wednesday and then the actual tournament's the 21st, which is a Monday.
0: Nice. Yeah, next Monday, or week from tomorrow. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, so that makes sense as to why you you're not gonna play on Sunday. Yeah, I'm not playing yeah. Shining Rock on Sunday. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have a fucking round the next day. Um Yeah, it'll be good. It should be fun. I, I like Shining Rock. Me and Vinny played it last year. That's a nice course.
1: Yeah, for anyone I've know it's been everyone seems to like it.
0: Yeah. I mean We're not even going to come close to playing it from the tips. But if you do, it has one of the longest par fives in New England.
1: Oh, wow. Awesome. That sounds like so much fun.
0: Yeah. I think it's like 616 yards or something like that, which is really fucking dumb. When we play it, it'll probably be like 500.
1: (laughs) Wow. That sounds awesome. I would love to play at 600.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Although it is more in the center of the state. So maybe you get 250 feet of elevation. Yeah, yeah. So the ball maybe will go a quarter of a percent further.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: That's so fucking stupid.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I forget. I'll have to look back and see what I shot last year. I basically just want to beat it. Um, I played today at a Kushnet River Valley this morning uh, with Neil and his dad and his dad's buddies. Um, really, really nice course i i would go back in a heartbeat uh but i got absolutely fucking bent over um i shot a 98 and i looked at my because i obviously i keep score on 18 birdies and i had seven that's right one more than six one less than eight i had seven penalties today i lost seven balls <laughs>
1: Did you find yourself in any of the situations where not only did you hit into a penalty so you're dropping and now you're hitting 3 and then from 3 you have to like punch out from there and you can only advance the ball like I don't know 60 yards so now you're hitting 4 from like 180 out on a par 4.
0: Uh not quite that situation. Oh but- okay,
1: J- just me at Blackstone sick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the very first hole, I had two penalties. I lost the T ball and then I skull fucked one over the green into the marsh. And then I just picked up and I was like, I'll take the eight and I'm going to go on with my life. So it was, um, not a great way to start out. It so I was. I just, also, I just didn't have it today. I had a two-way miss off the tee with the driver. I had one great driver shot where I think, I mean, I was downwind, right? But I hit, uh, I think it was 294. I absolutely smashed the driver and it was pretty windy downwind. So like I said, that was one drive that went 294. Everything else was, I stepped up to the tee and I had no idea if it was going to go left or right. Some of them were way left. Some of them were way right. Like it was just it was just one of those days. I just didn't have it off the tee today. But my biggest issue with this course was the greens and around the greens. Because every green is like, I don't know how to, s- I guess you would say it's elevated, but they're not elevated from the fairways. It's like... Over the back of the greens, it's a massive drop-off, right? So it's like, would you consider that elevated? Um, Or like plateaued, maybe? I don't know what you would call that.
1: I mean, if it's not elevated from the fairway, but it's drop-off in the back, I guess it's just a drop-off in the back.
0: Yeah, so there was a fuck-ton of greens that were just drop-off in the back, and I was long over the green. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight holes. I was over the back of the green. Whether it was a tee shot on a par three or an approach on a a four or a five. Like, how often does that happen where you're long of the green eight times, right? Like, it's. I feel like most people are short. Myself included, right? Like
1: I generally people end up short
0: in my game too. I typically don't hit the ball over the back of the green usually, but I got fucked again, eight holes. I was over the back of the green with a massive drop-off. And of those eight times, I would say at least half of them. So four, I was short-sighted, right? It was a back pin. And most of the greens are sloped back to front. So I I had literally, there was nothing I could do. I had to hit a shot, you know, 20 feet in the air just to get it onto the green. And then the slope is just going to take it and it was already a back pin, right? So I may have had, I may have only had 12 yards from my ball to the pin, but I had to go up like 20 to 25 feet. So it was just, I don't have that shot, right? Like I'm not, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. Um, I had a lot of downhill lies, which fucked me again. I'm I've realized today I am not good on a downhill lie. That's probably something I need to practice. I don't know how I would practice that because the mats on a driving range are flat. Um, But maybe I could do it in my backyard because there's there's plenty of fucking hills in my backyard. Um, but yeah, the over the back of the green being short-sighted and downhill lies were my undoing today. But I mean, all things considered, right? Like I had seven penalty strokes and I shot a 98. So like, if you take those penalty strokes away, it's a 91. And that's right around where I would have hoped to be, right? Like if you, if you had told me I went out, I would have gone out today and shot a 92. I would have been like, all right, cool. But if you told me I would have gone out and shot an 88, I would have been like, all right, cool. Like typically I'm somewhere in that range now. It's like somewhere between an 88 and a 92 is kind of like where I live with my scores. Um, so I guess outside of those penalty strokes I was like kind of where I would have expected but like I got fucking croaked. So just obviously stuff that I'm not good at, right? But what can you do? Such as such as golf. Yep. I would definitely go back. Like I said, it was a really, really cool course. the The front is like a tight tree lined, like parkland style, and then the back is, they it's it's obviously it's called links. It's not links, right? But it's the back is completely wide open. There's not a fucking tree on the course, on the back. So it's pretty cool. It's like two totally different courses. I'll play the back twice. Yeah, I will me too. I shot I went 5147. <laughs> so I preferred uh, I preferred the back as well. But so there you have it. That's a Kushnet River Valley. If you're ever in the area, any of our listeners, uh, I highly recommend checking it out. So um What's wrapping this up? Let's we can up. wrap
1: this up. So <clears throat> Michaela and I went out to Davio's on Friday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I commit, I was, I was already because I always get the short ribs there. And the short ribs are really good. And I was all ready to get something different. Anything different. Anything. <laughs> Couldn't do it. And it's like it's funny because I know we don't go. We like we don't go there like super often. We're like, I don't know, twice, twice a year, maybe three times a year. But I'm like, I always feel so, so when compelled. In
0: Dedham or Foxborough?
1: Uh we went to Braintree. Okay. <laughs> um and it's like I always want I always want to get something different but I can never pull the trigger when it actually comes down to it. And I'm sitting there thinking, how fucking idiotic is this? <laughs> is that I'm sitting at a restaurant where the food is going to be good no matter what. And I'm having like a fucking internal crisis about what to do. Cause it's like, I really want to try something different now. And now I have had some other stuff from there. Like the gnocchi's good. I think I've had the bolognese before, unless we ordered that from somewhere else. I don't remember. And then I'm sitting here and I'm like, "Wow, what I'm, what a fucking problem this is! I can't figure out what to order at a place that no matter what is going to be, be good. good." Yeah. And I'm like, so ultimately, I just went with the short ribs again. I didn't want like I was like, I can't, I can't pull the trigger on something else. I just, I just can't do it. But I'm like, what an absolutely stupid and insignificant. <laughs> mental exercise i just went through trying (laughs) to find something else full knowing that it's like why like why are you doing this it's like it's just like such a fucking clown move (laughs) i was just i was thinking i was thinking that when we were there the other night although we did get the calamari for the first time calamari was really good and the short ribs are good like always yeah. What do they come with? There's like a risotto or is mashed it like potatoes a... and uh crispy onion strings. Oh, Yeah, dude. It's good. Like it, like it's good. Probably yeah. pay for it. I don't even know what they are. Like it's a, Davio's a little expensive, but well, yeah,
0: I mean, but you know, you're going to get good. Like I would imagine if, if I were going to go to Davio's and get short ribs, I would imagine to pay probably like 40 bucks.
1: Yeah. For Could be something like, yeah, it might be, a little which more is like,
0: better. A touch expensive, but like whatever. Again, like you said, like how often do you go there? Like how you know? That's the thing is,
1: you can go if you if you go to Davios and you don't want to pay a lot, then you're stuck with just the pasta dishes because they're more like the twenty five to thirty bucks, right? So, yeah, you can't really go there and then like price shop. That doesn't work. Yeah, but I was like. The mental gymnastics of trying to find something different, even though there's something good right in front of you. <laughs> what are you doing? Get it to fucking gather. Clean it the fuck up, will you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I f- I feel like we've had that conversation before too, right? Or uh, maybe it was about service where it's like people go to a restaurant and they like complain about something or they complain about prices, right? And it's like, you know
1: where you're going, right? You can like Google it, the menu.
0: Yeah. And and like, if you're going to go to a place like Davio's, like if I'm going to Davio's, I'm expecting to spend, if it's just Amy and I, I'm expecting to spend it probably around 200 bucks, right? Between dinner, if we both get a drink, obviously she is pregnant, but like in a time when she's not, if it's just the two of us going to dinner at Davio's, I would expect to spend around 200 bucks, right? Like that's a hundred bucks a person type of place. And that's totally fine because i chose to go there because i really wanted to go there i didn't have uh, to go there i nope. could have went to applebee's right <laughs> like, like
1: that'd be cheap
0: yeah it'd be cheap could have went to the 99 and got wings and skins now that they're back shout out to yeah. shout out to the 99 that that now they're you know the one thing that they're only good for that's actually back they they actually have a purpose again in life but it's just it's it's weird, right? Like people are like, "Oh, I don't know, that's expensive." All right, so don't go there, right? Like we have there's a place in North Attleboro called the Town, the Town Tavern and Grill, and on the weekends, I've talked about it before in the podcast. Um, I think it's Thursday, Friday nights or Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. They do prime rib, but I think it's like forty bucks for a prime rib, and I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, yeah, if am you're I going to, you're doing it. Am, am I going to sit there and be like, well, I want prime rib, but gosh, darn it. I don't want to pay $40. Like, no, I want prime rib. I'm going to fucking
1: cook it yourself.
0: Yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to pay the $40. I'm going to get a fucking delicious cut of meat and I'm going to love every second of it.
1: It's like, if you like, so a capital grill opened up or is going to open up in Dedham. And I'm sure Michael and I will go over there one day and it's like, I already know, like, the steak I want is going to be 85 bucks, most likely. Right, right. But you know that going in, right? Like, yeah.
0: Like, imagine, like, walking into the Capitol Grill and having, like, sticker shock. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea I was going to pay $85 for a steak. Really? Have you ever been to a Capitol Grill before?
1: Yeah. You like, ever heard of them? Like, how did you end up in this place with yeah. no fucking clue as to what's going on in the world?
0: Yeah. Like I said, there's an Outback Steakhouse across the street. Go the fuck over there then. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what you want here. Yeah, I always find it weird because some people do complain about that. They complain about like prices at a restaurant. That's like outside of like whatever inflation, right? Like if you want to bitch and complain about like, oh, well, you know, six six years ago, you could go get a meal for fucking 13 bucks and now it's 24, whatever. I'll, I'll let you, you're still a dumb, but I'll at least let you argue that. But like people that complain about going to like a nice restaurant, that it's expensive it's like
1: what the fuck did you expect yeah, it's also optional <laughs>
0: yeah that's right too. it's optional like i said you don't have to go there no
1: nope. <laughs> yeah so
0: shout out to davios um i've only been there once i think and i remember really enjoying it um So my final thought is potentially one of the dumbest fucking things ever. I saw this the other day is Dunkin' Donuts is getting into the pre-made alcoholic beverage game, which like, I feel like this is the point where we're jumping the shark. On these like pre-made... What, spiked coffees. Yeah. Right. But not not just spiked coffees, but spiked coffees from giant coffee companies, right? Because they have... Spiked coffee has been a thing forever, right? And I've seen some like small brand spiked coffees that you can buy, right? Like they, they exist. They're out there. But now you have a... a uh, are they technically international? They might be in Canada. That that would count. They could be an international company. They're at minimum a nationwide company. That's like, oh yeah, we're gonna start making spiked drinks. So right now it's it's uh, both spiked coffee and spiked iced tea, which, again, it's already been done, right? Like Arnold Palmer spiked. Is a thing
1: spiked ice teas, spiked ice mics and twisted, yeah, and yeah, been twisted. doing it for a yeah.
0: super long time. It's like, is it going to be better than a mics or a twisted tea? Probably not. Your coffee sucks in general, right? Like, Dunkin' Donuts coffee is fucking terrible. Um, I think we can agree on that. Like, and before people are like, oh, yeah, team Starbucks, no, Starbucks sucks too, they both suck um go to black rifle coffee and they're not a sponsor of the show they will will never have them as a sponsor because they have like legitimate requirements uh but just go to blackriflecoffee.com and just buy that coffee you're not going to get better coffee than that um i've been i've been drinking their coffee for almost a decade at this point um so you have dunkin donuts it makes shitty coffee trying to get into a business area that's already saturated to make something that isn't going to be better than what already exists. It's like, what the fuck are we doing?
1: Yeah, I think as is, there's already like... I mean, there's too much of everything anyway. Yeah. Like, it used to be simple... Like, if you wanted beer, or if you wanted light beer, it was Coors, Miller, Bud. Right. Then there was some cheap stuff. Bush. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, now you then Michelob Ultra comes along, and then Corona comes along, and now it's like, it's just too much. Yeah. So then the, the like, White Claws came first, Truly's yep. came second, then everybody had a fucking seltzer. And now, it's funny, everyone's got a fucking, because White drink in and
0: Truly's are probably the worst. They were, it's funny because they were the first, Yeah. right? And now they're probably the worst too, out of well, all of
1: them. Yeah. And that's the thing is like a lot of those like seltzers, I don't drink a lot of them. I would rather drink like the the mixed drinks in a can.
0: Yeah. Like the high noons.
1: Yeah. So if we're splitting hairs on that one, I, I will do that because I actually do think there's a difference. Yeah. Um. Get truly, rolled, truly fucking. White
0: claws or malt are liquor, I fucking think. Fucking crazy.
1: The hangovers on Trulies are so oh, yeah. fucking bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Almost Natterday bad. Yeah, whoa, uh. whoa,
0: that was terrible. <laughs> Wasn't that Easter? Yeah, the lamb. Yeah, I threw up the lamb the next day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just too much. Like, there's like so much, and I, I think what it'll ultimately do is like. Companies like High Noon are just going to crush it because it's like you walk in, there's 400 fucking choices. It's like, just give me the one I know. Right, right.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the beer thing of the past. Like you said, like you walk in and it's like, oh, well, this, that, that, I don't know. Just give me the Bud Light or give me the Coors yeah. Light,
1: right? Or it's like, oh, I want something dark or just give me Guinness. It's like, oh, well, but there's all these other things. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. You just, just give, give me Guinness.
0: the Guinness. Yeah. I agree.
1: See, so, yeah, I saw that the other
0: day and was like, yeah, this is really fucking stupid. There I guarantee you it'll last maybe a year and then they'll just yank it.
1: I don't know. The only thing with the only thing that saves like alcohol is people always buy alcohol. Yeah. So you can almost you can almost introduce like anything and people will buy it. It's really like a beautiful thing. I wish I owned a liquor store. yeah it is
0: quite literally recession proof yeah and actually business is booming in a recession the the less money people have the more they spend on alcohol
1: (laughs) Yep, that proportion goes way up yeah yeah so
0: i don't know there you have it that's gonna do it for us uh so thanks for watching if you're on youtube uh don't forget to subscribe uh do we have a winner yeah
1: uh lucas glover
0: back to back wow it's so fucking annoying i hit my live bet let's go
1: that's so annoying
0: can't lay missed the long putt
1: yeah but can't also fucking splashed it off the tee oh fucking, what a loser Fucking loser
0: loser uh so shout out to lucas glover shout out to my live bet win to uh 14 to 1 odds on lucas glover um you can go to mybookie.com while we're at it. I'm jumbling things around here, but it's a great segue. Go to mybookie.com, use the promo code SarcasmPod, uh, and they will double your first deposit uh, when you sign up over there, up to a 1000 bucks. So check that out. Uh, so yeah, like I was saying before, uh, click subscribe up above if you're on YouTube um you can subscribe also obviously duh if you're an audio only listener uh, and if you happen to be listening on apple or spotify uh you can leave us a review and five stars so please and thank you uh go go take care of that for me um you can get us on instagram at sarcasm speaks pod we're on twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. facebook page sarcasm speaks website sarcasmspeaks.com. go to the merch store buy some merch uh, you can get links to everything in our link in the bio in uh, Instagram. So go to that Instagram account and then you'll see all of the affiliate links that we have in there. Uh, shout out to Noon Brew. Once again, I drinking it like I do basically every night. Uh, nighttime sleep tea, whatever you want to call it, uh, really works. It does work. Uh, helps you sleep way better. Uh, try it out. Use the promo code that is in the show notes, uh, whatever it is at this point, it's keep it keeps changing and it's gonna change again like next week. Um, but just use those links from you know the bio and uh the show notes, and you'll get what is it, 10% off every single time you check out over there at noonbrew.com. So shout out to them. Uh, and also shout out to the icepod.com. Uh, you use the promo code below and you will get $10 off your purchase at the ice pod. Uh, it's great cold plunge. I've been using it, uh, pretty frequently over the last couple of weeks since I bought mine, I thoroughly enjoy it. So shout out to the ice pod again. And, uh, I think that's it. So I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, until next time. Good night, everybody.